Hey guys, what's happening? Thanks for joining us one more time uh, as we approach the end of the year. Happy to have you here along. Uh, thank you to the listener who emailed me and told me about the VPN. And all I'm going to say is, I hope Kazakhstan was beautiful. Uh, that's all I want to say. <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be writing you back. I, I've been a little bit busy lately. Thank you very much for writing into the show. And even if <laughs> this listener wrote in and said, you know, keep doing the show, even if it's for just the four people that listen still, there are plans in the work to continue doing the show. We're approaching four-year anniversary a year for every listener how wonderful <laughs> and we're and proud we are of these statistics Going strong yeah it's amazing um so yes i'll be writing you back so i apologize for the delay been a bit busy but uh i'll get back to you so ladies and gentlemen uh appreciate you once again all of you's across the fruited plain of course in the european union former european union our listeners in the uk welcome happy to have you here so I want to ask a question. Now, I'm going to tell a story that's going to lead up to this. And I love to get Angel's reaction because she could get a little bit violent sometimes with some of these things. Which I'm, is a I'm lot. always ready to go. Shit, I know. let's roll. East Akron, going strong. I, don't, so. I just think it's just in me. I don't think it has anything to do with Akron. It's just I'm <laughs> no. fucking ready to go. Ready to go. Yeah. All right, fair enough. So for those... Let me build your story. So when I went to Ireland in 2000, which is wild, it'll be 24 years this coming July. Uh, my cousin Gerard uh, O'Leary, rest in peace, uh, no longer among the living, wonderful man, picked uh, myself and my good buddy Matthew up at the airport. Uh, we flew from Newark over to Dublin, um, and he picked us up at the airport. And of course, on the flight, the food is terrible, right? Because I'm afraid of getting diarrhea. I've talked about it numerous times. Yeah. About getting sick on an international flight. It is a zero out of 10, not recommended. So naturally, and you're exhausted, right? Like, I mm -hmm. mean, for those, those of you that haven't made it over to Europe just yet, when they tell you to take a nap when you arrive, because you get there at mm -hmm. 6.50, 7 o'clock in the morning, their time, do it. Because sleeping on the airplane isn't the same. It just isn't like it, you're it's not a restful sleep. You can't rack out unless you're rich and you can buy business class tickets with the reclining seat where they bring you a blanket and all that other crap. Yeah. Um, no, the proletarian in the back, um, you don't get any of that. So what um what I would um I recommend is when you arrive, get a nap. But before that, uh, before we arrived at the house, uh, we stopped at the place to have breakfast. And uh, I got the traditional fry up, right, which is the bangers, which is um, uh, well, the, it's the black pudding, white pudding, eggs, beans, toast, the whole thing, right? Um, rashers, the whole thing. Excellent breakfast. Fry up. Excellent. And I just changed my money to euros. At the time, Ireland had uh, changed its currency over to the euro because the time I went there before in 1998, they were still using the Irish pound. So I had exchanged my money cash and i went to leave a tip and i walked out with my cousin and i'm lighting a cigarette and he's had he has one in his mouth already uh he was a big cigarillo smoker uh the ones that were dipped in cognac they're brown they're small mm -hmm. he loved smoking those things um he died of lung cancer god help him um very sad uh but he loved smoking those and he looked back at the table and he said hold on a minute why did you leave five pounds on the table and I was like, well, it's five euros, not pounds. But I was like, well, I, it's a tip. And he goes, no, no, no. We, 
You don't leave money on the table. They pay him fair enough. And he grabs the money off the table and he gives it back to me. I'm like, okay. This scene was, I looked all over the place, every place I ate in Ireland from a fish and chip shop to a decent restaurant, no tipping whatsoever, none. It's just not part. And I don't, I think the UK is like this, I think. Um, UK listeners, you can correct me. I don't know about the rest of the European Union. For those of you that are in the European Union, let me know if this is common practice all over the place, including Eastern Europe. I'm not sure. But here we tip. What I'm getting agitated at, and I don't know if angels run into this, but like if you go to order coffee from a coffee shop, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be Starbucks. It could be any place. And they flip that. There's one place in a small town not too far from where we live that you use the iPad and they flip it towards you to sign or like whatever. And they they want a tip. They're like, how much do you want to tip on there? Well, you're not bringing me my food to the table. You're not wait staff. I'm picking up a coffee and a bun and I'm leaving. So there zero. There is no tip. And then there's a tip jar for cash. Why does everything have to be tipped that isn't tip worthy? What do I mean by tip worthy? Wait staff. You should always tip your wait staff and tip them well because yeah. they make for shit. They don't make good money, right? What's the hourly wage for people who are doing waiter uh, uh, wait staff? Isn't it like $3 an hour or some garbage because they make tips so their money is the tips? Um, I'm not sure. Let me look it up. Huh? I'm curious to hear what that is. Do waitresses make hourly I am curious. Very curious. Um, the median is seven dollars and ninety-five cents. Okay, all right. So I tip. First of all, anybody that goes into a kitchen and handles my food is not someone to be messed with. Okay, it says that the average hourly wage for a waitress in the United States is ten dollars an hour as of October twenty-fifth, twenty twenty-three. But the range typically falls between nine and twelve dollars. Hourly weight can vary widely depending on many important factors, including education, certifications, and additional skills, the number of years that you have experience, blah, 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 blah. Okay. All right. And I'm looking at the Department of Labor here in the United States. Basic combined cash and tip minimum wage rate is seven dollars twenty-five an hour. Maximum tip credit against minimum wage is $5.12. Okay. Minimum cash wage is $2.13. Okay. So these folks don't make a lot of money, right? They don't make a lot of money. It's a tough job Mm -hmm. dealing with the public because the public, you know, are terrible. Now for Ohio, those same statistics, the low end is $5.05 an hour. Okay. Yeah. Don't mess with anybody handling your food. Rule one. And if they're disappearing into the kitchen, they could be doing a whole hell of a lot with that egg omelet, with the chorizo and the bacon bits in it. There's a lot of bad things that can happen between the time it leaves the grill, that gets to the plate, to in front of your face with the hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, I'm just not a terrible person, so I don't treat people like garbage when they're handling my food. And they're dealing with assholes who are not I. And if 
I'm 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 a twenty percent tipper in general. Okay, twenty percent straight away. All right, you have to work your way down from that number if the service is terrible, and maybe I, I do low end seventeen percent. If it's like you know, you only refilled my coffee once, and I'm sat there you know chatting with my wife for a long time, and you just ignored us for a while, right? Yeah. But that's on the low end. It, it's general to start twenty percent. You know, it's just it's it's just I feel it's the right thing to do. Well, I don't know if you knew about this, but there is a tipping backlash that has taken place. If you are not aware of this, you're about to discover why. Tipflation may have reached its breaking point as new data shows Americans are cutting back on gratuity out of frustration from being bombarded with tipping prompts. Yeah. Data from payroll provider Gusto shows tipping for service workers in non-restaurant leisure and hospitality jobs is down 7% from last year, reported the Wall Street Journal, periodical of note. As of November, those workers made an average of $1.28 an hour in tips, a decrease from the $1.38 they made the year before. Nearly three quarters of Americans say tipping is now expected in more places compared to five years ago, according to a poll by Pew Research Center. Touchscreens and taxis and coffee shops, as mentioned before, now suggest gratuities of 20%, 25%, and even more. At Bridal Shop in Connecticut, called a little something white, brides-to-be are encouraged to leave tips and must hit custom amounts and enter zero on the screen to decline, reported the Wall Street Journal. In one extreme example, a trader uh, a trader was left outraged when an Alaska restaurant presented him with an option to tip 100%. People have turned to social media to make satire out of their frustration with tip screens seemingly popping up everywhere. A TikTok user named Molly posted a video of someone asking to pet her dog and then prompting them to leave a tip after getting to scratch her dog's head. The video is captioned, tipping culture is getting out of control. Another user named Kevin posted a TikTok of a person thanking a U.S. military member for their service, and then the service member showing them a tip screen with the caption, tips are greatly appreciated. The iPad and tablet checkout screens boomed during the pandemic when retailers stopped accepting cash due to fears bills could spread the Rona. Now people feel they are being asked to tip large amounts on every transaction everywhere. People have reached their breaking point and data shows Americans are decreasing the amount that they tip, okay? Jasper Gabay told the Daily Mail, there's an added pressure. They're literally holding up the iPad right in front of you, like eight inches from you. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy, he said. That shit doesn't work on me, by the way. In fact, it pushes me in the opposite direction. You kind of have to tip when you you have that pressure. No, you don't. It's odd to have that pressure that you feel today. Everything is already more expensive. Then you add the tip on, says Sharon. uh, Shitties, shitties, shits, an Atlanta resident who said high tipping rates are more than just a New York problem. With everything, including rent that you have to pay, it, show, it should be on the owners to pay, uh, owners paying their servers. Now, even service workers told Daily Mail that they agreed that the dreaded iPad checkout screens put too much pressure on customers to tip at coffee shops and convenience stores. 
at Bluestone Lane, an Australian cafe chain in the United States, employee Izzy Gausson said, I feel like it kind of pressures you in a way. I feel like when it comes to cash tips or change tips, I feel that's just like on you, you know, whether you want to pull it out of your wallet or not. A Pew Research survey of 12,000 U.S. adults showed that 40% of adults oppose suggested tipping amounts. They also found a majority of Americans say they would tip 15% or less for an average meal at a sit-down restaurant. Customers in New York are getting some reprieve from the pressure to tip as food delivery giants Uber Eats and DoorDash are no longer pressuring customers in New York City to add tips thanks to new minimum wage laws in the Big Apple. One area, one area where Americans are not cutting back on gratuity is holiday season and end of the year tips. Financial services company Bankrate found that a survey of 2,413 U.S. adults and 15% will increase how much they tip housekeepers, child care providers, landscapers, mail carriers, and other professionals this holiday season compared to last year. Over half of Americans who hire housekeepers plan to tip them this holiday season the highest percentage of any service. Angel, you have some experience with housekeeping. Yes. Okay? Did you rely on your tips to make it through? Um, well, I mean, I didn't rely on them to make it through. It was nice to have a little bit of extra money cash on me to, you know, cover certain things like and be like, oh, hey, you know, because it's just, it was just nice. And then at the end of the year when, you know, we did get tips and we were able to like, so I worked, you know, for companies where the tips were like pulled and then everybody got a share. Mm-hmm. And so like, I would have gotten more money had I just kept the tips that were given to me, um, you know, cause they give, gave it directly to me and they, you know, said this is for you, but I couldn't fucking keep it because it was law, it was put in a pool. And, you know, I mean, it was nice and I was able to buy Christmas gifts and things like that because when you are working as a housekeeper, you're not making a lot of money. Sure. And, you know, anything that you get tipped on top of it, you know, is nice because like you're getting your paycheck and then now I have this extra 20 bucks I can stop at the store and I don't have to worry about counting the pennies, you know, until payday or whatever. So, right I, I mean, I, I appreciated it, but I was actually clean and not not everybody tipped you know um you're paying for a service and you don't want to tip and that's fine you don't have to like sometimes people left a big christmas tip sometimes they didn't leave tips ever and Mm -hmm. that's okay too like you don't have to tip on top of it but it was nice like like sometimes they would just leave a five bucks you know and that was nice you know you don't have to leave like anything but you know it was nice to get them. I wasn't expecting them, but I did a good job. So like people who didn't tip before actually started tipping because I did such a good job. So that was appreciated. And that, you know, I would say, you don't have to leave this for me, but I appreciate it. And they were like, we're just so happy with the work that you do. You go above and beyond, blah, blah, blah. You know, so like sometimes I would get like you know, the good houses that I would clean, I would get a $20 tip and then I would have an extra 60 bucks that week. You know, if I cleaned, 
three good houses in a row like that week that were good customers of mine and they would leave me the $20 tip for that week. Like I would get, I'm like, I have 60 extra dollars like that I otherwise wouldn't have. So it was nice. I mean, but I didn't expect it. Like the thing that bothers me about the tipping society, and this is what I will say. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't gone back to get my hair did at the place that I typically go to because it's so fucking expensive to get my hair done. Then on top of it, they push product like buy this, buy this, buy this. And like some of the products nice. And, you know, I've I've tried a myriad of different things and the shampoo and conditioner never does it for my fucking hair. Like it doesn't matter. Like but the serums, they do work, you know, and they're like, oh, it's because it's more concentrated. No, it's because it's a fucking serum and it's different and it's not fucking soap that you're putting in your hair rinsing out putting a conditioner in your hair and washing it out like you actually leave the serum in your hair and it stays in your hair until you wash it out like the next day or you know whatever and so you know they just try to push this line of fucking products on you and then on top of it they they want you to tip the fucking the hairstylist and it's like i cannot afford to buy all of this shit mm -hmm. like it was like getting to be like three hundred dollars or more sometimes like if i tipped and i got product mm -hmm. so i had to like pick and choose when to buy product when to get my hair fully fucking dyed like and the one time i didn't want to get my hair cut because I was trying to save $40 because it's $40 for a fucking haircut, mm -hmm. a trim, like just a fucking trim. It, she literally went like this with my hair and on one layer, like literally like a dusting and still charged me $40 fucking dollars. That's wild. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And it was because she wanted to reach a higher tier and get paid at that higher tier and if i cut out the 40 dollars of my haircut she wouldn't have reached the higher tier to get paid more money an hour and it really fucking pissed me off that she did that like and so i haven't been you know i didn't go back there like i need to you know schedule with somebody else and go to a different place but it, it's getting you know and then they expect you to tip like i said on top of that when they're already getting paid for the like they're getting paid because I'm going there and the salon is paying them because I booked an appointment with them and they're getting, they're splitting the percentage, whatever that is. And then you want me to give you more money on top of it. And mm -hmm. you're pushing all of these products to make more money for you and the salon. But had you not pushed all those products on me, I could have given you more money in a tip that went into your fucking pocket, you know? And like, so the tipping thing, I get it for certain things, like it's out of control. But like when you go to a restaurant and you sit down and it's a nice, even if it's not a nice restaurant, let's just say like it's the local fucking Applebee's or some shit. And the person is working really hard and they're doing the best that they can and they're bringing you your food, they're bringing you your drinks, they're checking in with you, but they're not like overly checking in with you. Like they're, they actually know how to do their fucking job. Mm-hmm you tip and you i i tip well i take care of the people who take care of me like that's how you do things in this world you know you don't ask for a tip 
for no fucking reason, mm-hmm. you know, like, or expect a bunch of fucking shit and then a tip on top of it. Like, it's just not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's the, some people, you got to have some couth, you know? And like, I do get the pressure of like having to tip because this happened to me one time when I went to go pick up food at a restaurant and I got fucking pissed at this lady she was like oh and we appreciate um she's like here's your total amount and we appreciate tips and she circled the area where it said tip mm-hmm. and i was like oh that's nice and i put zero and i signed my fucking name because you know what i'm picking up my food you're not delivering it to me mm-hmm. you're not bringing it outside i ordered it online and i'm coming in to pick it up yep and now you're fucking circling the tip like pay me money because I took your food from one spot right. to another spot and handed it to you. Like you didn't fucking cook it. You didn't bag it. You're, I'm not giving you a fucking tip and I'm definitely not tipping you now that you fucking circled it with your finger, <laughs> bitch. I might have before she did that, but I was put off by that. Like you don't do shit like that. Like, you know, you can say, oh, you know, hey, here's your bill. And I probably would have given a tip had she not fucking did that with her finger. Fuck you. You don't pressure me. You don't do that. That's not, I'm sorry, that's not okay to do. Like, you know, tip if you want a tip, but don't push people into it. Like, you expect a tip, then you probably think that you earned it for some reason right like like bartenders for example put up with a lot of bullshit right get you your drinks all that other stuff they're doing something yes yes they're doing something i'm supposed to tip her for checking me out like do you tip the fucking grocery store lady that's coming next i guess you know like i'm serious but i'm serious though no i know you're right you know at what point is it okay where do we draw the line and it's like I do when I pick up food I do I do still tip like I'll leave like you know a ten dollar tip sometimes like mm-hmm. just because I think it's a nice thing to do sure you know and they can do whatever they want. I mean it's not a lot of money but I still do that like because I think it's nice but I don't do it when you push me into it I'm not going to and I don't think that that's fair and then no. you know <laughs> There's been times where like, and sometimes like I over tip because the person I notice like they're doing a good job and maybe like a couple of tables around me, like they're being assholes, you know? And so like, I feel bad for the person and I'll over tip, but I've definitely under tipped before when somebody's had poor performance. Sure. And, you know, I pulled the manager aside and I was like, that person, you can tell them that they missed out on a good tip because I'm a good tipper. And she's a terrible waitress and she's getting a $5 tip on a hundred dollar bill because she is terrible. She didn't come back to bring drinks, never checked in with us, never brought our appetizers. All of our food was cold because she was fucking around doing whatever. And I just, I told the manager, like, look, like I'm gonna pay my fucking food bill, but that bitch is getting five bucks. Like that's it. She could have gotten a lot more had she been attentive, but I haven't seen her at all, Mm -hmm. you know? So there's like a fine line, you know, between like, 
over service and under service like and you yep. have to know as a service person how to be in order to get those tips well so. said well said i i couldn't agree with you more and you know it's it shouldn't be expected unless you work in certain industries you know what i mean and like i said when it comes to wait staff you i start at 20 and you have to really screw up to get work down the scale it starts at 20 that's the general that's gen that's what i tip 20 percent. yeah 20 percent, and that's fine again I don't like to mess with people who touch my food and who handle my food. And plus no. they're putting up with a lot of crap. And um, I don't, I wouldn't want to do that job. That's for sure. They're dealing with the public and assholes. And you try to be like um, an oasis of um, decency in a world of indecency when it comes to food service. And again, uh, but yeah, I'm, t I'm totally on your side. I don't go to a hairstylist as all of you can see. I get a haircut from this place that's in town and it gets <laughs> more expensive every year. Like one day I walked in and I looked at the board. I'm like twenty dollars for a haircut. Like I'm getting. I guess a boomer thing to say because I'm like, you used to pay twelve dollars for a haircut, and I'm sure the boomers are like used to be seven dollars. And I'm sure they. I actually remember when it was seven dollars for a haircut at some of those places. I mean, shit, man. You you just you're doing a number two on the sides and the back and a quick cut, man. Like it's not like. You're curling my fucking hair. You're not giving me a Jufro. Like, I right. mean, come on. Like, and that's the other thing with the, the salon service. Like, the styling of your hair is included. Well, like, I would never get my hair styled because I was just going home. And this bitch is still, like, you know what I mean? Like, she's still expecting, like, additional fucking money on top of, like, the $300 that I just fucking spent. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I can't, like you know you're not styling my hair you know what i mean like right. all of this stuff like you're she's supposed to be rubbing my scalp doing like a scalp massage because it's a part of this whole package she never fucking rubs my scalp because i'm like I just rinse the shit out of my hair and let's go like i need to go home i just want you to do my hair and i just want to get the fuck out but she's still charging me the same amount of money like she's doing me up like you know how she should be like she's doing all of her other customers she's not like it's an in and out fucking cut my hair dye it wash it out fucking blow dry it let's go you know what i mean mm -hmm. like a lot of customers want all of that shit you know with the fucking scalp massage and the this and the that and the these and the those and i'm like i'm still getting charged for those things but you're not doing them that's right? unacceptable yeah so how about you cut me a fucking break mm-hmm you know, stop pushing so much fucking product or how about you take off money off my fucking bill since you haven't been doing any of this for the past six months, you know, like, how about you give me a fuck? No, there's no break for me, you mm -hmm. know, like, it's like a give and take. That's why I stopped going there because I'm like, you know what, dude, like, it's especially when there's cheaper places like, fuck you. I'm not going back. Good. Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm on your team. That's seems like a lot. Yeah, um, that seems like a lot. So let me uh, I'm going to switch gears here. Some uh, local news here um, in the uh, Ohio Soviet. Uh, get your take on this one. So I like to bounce these things off of Angel because she always gives me a vitriolic reaction. And that's not, that's not a negative thing. She's just sharpen it right off the right off the tip of the brain and straight out the face. Um, full dose. So here we go. So this is where we go. Dozens, including school counselors and psychiatrists, 
psychiatrist, excuse me, testified Tuesday against the bill in the Ohio Senate that would force schools to notify parents on sexuality content and possibly on a student's sexuality, calling it censorship and potentially risky for students. Young people uh, are people who are entitled to their own privacy, said Mallory Galski of Kaleidoscope Youth Center. Young people are people who should have the freedom to read stories that reflect their own lives and experiences. Ohio House Bill 8 could be up for a vote this week as the bill seeks to put the control of education more into the hands of parents by allowing them to opt out of certain curricula based on sexuality content. According to one of the bill's sponsors, State Representative D.J. Swearingen, a Republican from Huron, school districts would also be prohibited from keeping changes in the health of the student from their parent and the school district is also prohibited from encouraging the students to hide these issues from their parents. Amanda Erickson, also from Kaleidoscope Youth Center, worried about the impact the bill would have on teachers, may not only be required to speak with parents about information they were told by a student, but could also be impacted themselves based on their own life choices. Erickson herself trained as a teacher before she moved on to the nonprofit sector after graduation. A career in the classroom did not appeal to her after the efforts of the Ohio legislature now and in the pre- in the past. Why would I want to be a teacher in Ohio when my legislator- legislators are so obsessed with gender and sexuality that do not have the time to pass legislation that would actually improve our schools? Erickson said uh, of the um, of the Senate Education Committee. Erickson also argued that the law might ban her and others from putting family pictures on her desk, as it might suggest a decision she's not allowed to have. Since this bill does not define sexual concepts or gender ideology, there are those who would argue that my wedding photo or the, que- or the questions it could prompt would qualify as one or the other, Erickson said. The committee heard from some that are currently in the education field with the members of the Ohio School Psychologist Association and the Ohio School Counselor Association both submitting in opposition to the bill saying the bill is not workable. It ignores parents as an already key tenant in students' education. Heather Fairs, a high school counselor and OSCA board member, said House Bill 8 crosses a boundary to the point of creating unworkable requirements for school counselors that could be detrimental to students. Fairs said exceptions needed to be inserted into the bill for potential child abuse and neglect. A school counselor's office is a safe space for students who see value in a neutral listener as they talk through their thoughts or their feelings, Fairs told the committee. A mandatory disclosure clause in House Bill 8 could destroy needed resources and trust for students according to fairs what if the student was to come to actually talk about the relationship with their parents fairs asked rushing the disclosure of these concerns could exacerbate the tension between the parent and the student the os the ospa representing more than 800 school psychologists expressed strong concerns about house bill 8 According to Executive Director Rachel Rachel Rachel, Rachel Chilton, <laughs> who said it would create a professional conflict for school psychologists. Psychologist. The requirement that the school staff notify parents of change to a student's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being includes changes 
requested by a student to their assigned gender identification violates the National Association of Scruel, Psychologist Professional Ethics Standards, Chilton Racher, Chilton told the committee. Racher. That standard directs school psychologists to respect the right of privacy of students with regard to sexual orientation, gender identity, or transgender status, and not share that information with anyone without that individual's permission. Resolving that conflict would involve the exemption to the parental disclosure requirements in the bill, similar to the exemptions fares. What did I say, folks? Would help school counselors. The bill, as written, would force psychologists to choose between the provision of competent and ethical care or following state raw, according to Chilton. It ignores a solid body of research as to the dangers inherent in depriving a vulnerable population of needed psychological care and the potential for suicide because of it, uh, uh, Chilton told the committee. A handful of individuals submitted testimony in support of the bill, focusing on the idea that parents should be in control of the decision-making when it comes to their children, even when it comes to school matters. One of the supporters was Lisa Chaffee, I don't know why that's funny, but okay. Just, Who is the lead party in a federal lawsuit against Hilliard City Scrolls, in which the parents decry federal bureaucracies for attempting to change the anti-discrimination Title IX to include sexual orientation and gender identity. The lawsuit, which was mentioned in a national study of censorship laws and their impacts, claim... Teacher, the teachers are allowed to specifically solicit from children private intimate conversations about sexual behavior and other questions. The lawsuit also claims religious practices are being questioned at the school district. Chafee took a similar track in speaking up for House Bill 8. Activist teachers are having conversations with students that they are not qualified to or have or uh, should they be having on any moral grounds, Chaffee told the committee. The topics of sex and sexual identity are between children and parents. A testimony went forward. Committee Chair State Representative Andrew Brenner, a Republican from Delaware, nice town, by the way, said he felt the need to stem some fears about the bill's clauses. He said the bill still allows local school districts to have discretion over the bill, saying Ohio's status as a home rule state will come into play. All of this is basically saying that we don't want public school teachers to encourage students to withhold information from their parents. They're going to withhold information from their parents, trust me. The bill could end up for a vote of the majority Republican committee as soon as Wednesday when an if-needed meeting on the committee is scheduled. If passed, it moves to the Senate floor for a full okay. vote. So, like, first of all, I can't go into my office and start talking about fucking this shit. I can't talk about sex and all this other stuff because it's not fucking good, right? And it should be the same thing for teachers. A teacher should not be talking to a student. My math teacher, if I'm a student and I'm 16 years old, okay? My math teacher should not be talking to me about my sexual identity, uh, anything about sex, okay? Um the therapist at the school the Mm -hmm. school counselor if the students want to go and talk to a school counselor or the therapist at the school that's different 
they should not be having a conversation with any adults like that, like the teacher. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that's fucking disgusting. Who's having these conversations about sex? Like, is it like, oh, well, do you have sex? You know, how are, are you having sex with little Johnny? Are you having sex with big Johnny? Like, I mean, what, what, what are we talking about here? Like these, I don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) And I'm just being real. Like, what is the fucking problem? Like, there is a line that should not be crossed. Okay. Mm. Now there's sexual education, which everybody got. Mm-hmm. right like or for the most part right because there are some areas that maybe people didn't get it because for whatever fucking reason okay like but i went through sexual education and they talked about okay if you hump this is what's going to happen right like if you have a clinical term right if you have sexual intercourse by inserting your penis into somebody's vagina you could get them pregnant and this is what the sperm looks like and then it travels to the egg and blah 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 blah. and then if you're if the person you're fucking isn't clean you could get an std you know what i mean like right like everybody went through all of that but do we have to like get into this minutia shit like what are they talking about what do they mean by these words? And furthermore, they should not be withholding any type of health information from parents whatsoever. Okay. They want to talk about, oh, well, what if a child's abused? You know how many children have been fucking abused that they have ignored that are now fucking dead? Good point. That are now fucking dead? Fuck you. You can't have your fucking cake and eat it too. That's the saying, right? Like pot, kettle, whatever whatever in insert whatever saying you want there mm-hmm. are million there are you know a, a billion situations where the they should have could have would have but they fucking didn't and somebody's dead or somebody got really fucking hurt right like mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> they they flat out ignored it and people and children have have ended up dead what about all of the you know this fucking anti-bullying bullshit like that hasn't gone any fucking where the anti-bullying campaigns don't fucking work none of this shit makes any sense to me like i mean (laughs) i really do feel like randall from clerks too Mm -hmm. like everything and everyone sounds stupid to me like i i don't i live in a world that i no longer understand yeah that's the conclusion a lot of us come to and i and i think that you make some very cogent points how many children had where there were obvious awful abuses happening at home that were obvious to folks in the school system and nothing was done and these folk and these children died i, I believe a little gabriel hernandez i believe that's his name he fucking went to his teachers he was being starved to death and fucking beaten okay he went to his teachers for help they saw all the fucking shit nobody did anything and this little fucking boy ended up dead and everybody knew he was being abused everybody fucking knew it okay so like i don't want to i don't want to read an article where they say shit like that when children are still dying because they're ignoring things 
until you get your shit straight, don't fucking don't use that as an example, please, because there are so many cases where the fucking the ch- first of all, like the children's services, whatever children's services board, whatever they're called now. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, flat out fucking <laughs> ignored signs of abuse. The fucking school system knew abuse was going on, didn't do anything further to help the fucking children. Mm-hmm. They ended up fucking dead. A-, a case after case after case after case. Like, I could fucking pull them all up. Like, I could find them and read them off in the next show. But Gabriel Hernandez, I'm pretty sure that's the fucking kid's name. Just Google it. Google what happened to that little fucking guy, dude. Like, and it, there's a, there's a million other stories out there like that. And these fucking school administrators didn't do dick. I don't want to fucking hear it when it comes to uh, gender identity politics. Like, flat out regular fucking abuse that has nothing to do with that Mm -hmm. is being ignored and children are dying. So don't even use that as a fucking... That sets me off. That sets me off, like, because it's bullshit. It's just a way for them to get whatever agenda... And they would ignore the abuse anyway. It wouldn't matter if the kid was LGBTQ, straight, whatever. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't fucking matter because they would ignore the abuse after the law passed and they got whatever the fuck it is that they want, which it's not even clear what they want. There's no clear understanding what they're asking for, in my opinion. And then they turn around and say, oh, well, what if the kid's being abused? You won't care. And the kid will end up dead because story after story after story. Don't fucking I those people who say that shit like it really fucking it, it gets to me because so many kids are dead because they flat out ignore it. It's awful. It is awful. Well said. And, um, you know, there the ultimate authority in kids lives whether we liked it or not, are parents. And do schools have a role to play in the safety of children? Well, yes, of course they do. But sometimes the most, the only, sometimes put it this way, what did Michael Malice say? That most people won't experience violence anywhere but in a school. That that's where they will experience some type of violence. I think it's, I'm sorry, it's Gabriel Fernandez was his name, not Hernandez, Fernandez. That's all right. Thank you for the correction. But yeah, most folks will um, only experience violence in their lives in school uh, for a myriad of reasons. And one of them could be because they're getting bullied or because they're being abused by whatever. Like, you know, that's it's a terrible it's it's a terrible setup to begin with. Um, But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And. I don't know, man. I'd like to get the data on how much of this, like, how is the, quote, trans youth being affected by what, like, if they're talking about chopping their cocks and tits off, I think their parents should know that they have gender dysmorphia or whatever the clinical term is, or if they really are having an identity crisis. Like, the state is so incapable of taking care of children in general to cede more power to them to and i'm always hearing and we have you know you and i have a mutual friend who's a teacher mm-hmm. he's already fucking overwhelmed he's an acro public schools teacher 
he is already overwhelmed with the bullshit that he has to put up with, and you're going to add this on his plate on top of everything else, it's going to get lost in the sauce, folks. It, we're told all the time that these folks are overburdened, which, and I think, you know what, depending on what school district you're in, I bet you that's true. Uh, but um, to add this on, and, and to withhold information from parents who are the ultimate authority when it comes to under their underage uh, children that are in their care, that are their children. I'm sorry that the state this should not get the final say on anything, nor should information be withheld. Could you imagine if you had a daughter who went to a school counselor and said that she had been sexually assaulted and they kept that from the mom and the dad? What about like when we start thinking about variables and be like, oh, well, we would never do that. Well, then what are we talking about here? What information? So there's just what certain information you will withhold and certain information you won't withhold. So like if I, if I was a student, and I went up to a teacher or to a counselor and was like, I, I'm a lesbian, but I'm afraid to tell my mom and dad. Don't tell my mom and dad. Like, is that what they're talking about? Like they would sure. keep that. Like, what is it? I mean, it's not clear. And it's like, okay, well, you know what, maybe like, I'm glad that you are, you know, out and you've decided to tell me about that, but I'm not your peer. Mm -hmm. I'm your teacher and I'm not going to hold anything against you, but you probably shouldn't be telling me those things because I don't need to know that you're a lesbian. I don't need to know that, you know, I don't need to know those things are not. Mm -hmm. those are on a need to know basis and most people do not need to know like what your sexual orientation is like what you prefer to do in the bedroom mm -hmm. like being out and about like you know when you're at work you're at work dude like it, it's not <laughs> i mean you can't go into the office and start talking about sexual things you will get your ass in trouble for that like school is supposed to teach you things, but it's also supposed to prepare you for the workforce eventually, right? Like you're learning the things, you're learning how to do whatever, you're, you know, finishing up like your, you know, arithmetic and whatever they teach you, right? Math, fucking science, whatever. And it's supposed to help stimulate your mind into, into going into various different fields right prepare you for college prepare you for like getting out into the world and like being around other people and you know group exercises and teamwork and and all of that right like that's that's the whole purpose of the school system am i wrong no 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 i mean so they're preparing you to be an adult and care for yourself as best as they possibly can right for the rest of your life right mm -hmm. and your your parents are funding that endeavor with their tax dollars. So I'm paying for this shit and you're gonna tell me you're gonna keep from me that my daughter was raped and I'm paying your salary? Like that shit don't fly with me either, you know? Right. I, I don't get it. I don't understand what they're asking for. Yeah, I well, I, I... I just don't know how this is going to help people. That's my biggest thing. It's like, okay, great. Uh, taking the parents out of the conversation is, but well, you know, there could be tension. Listen, neighbor, there's always going to be tension between an authority figure that is a parent and their child who is exploring who they are as a human being and pushing their fucking boundaries. Of, of course, there's going to be I that. Also you know? I also have a question. Go on. My question is, okay, how many fucking times 
have you been around a complete fucking idiot where you're like you're a complete fucking idiot you're embarrassed for them Mm -hmm. but you kind of like the person right (laughs) like because you you might think they're cool and like you you vibe with them right but like they're a fucking idiot right (laughs) and they need to be schooled and they need to bring it down 25 percent, right right that's your fucking average teenager right like i'll be vibing you know with a teenager and then all of a sudden they start saying stupid shit and making noises instead of saying actual words and i'm like can you just be a person like bring it down 25 percent oof is a sound (laughs) and it's not appropriate in this situation right like you gotta school them you gotta push them through right like that's what children are they're just the idiot who you like yeah that's a good way to put it actually (laughs) i mean and you gotta like here idiot be less of an idiot (laughs) you're idiot i'm gonna push you towards less idiocracy take this path okay okay well that didn't work let's go back this way try this way that's all children are the idiot that you like the idiot that you like now that's a quote that's a quote that's a review right there all right that's all i got to say about it i mean like i don't know what these people are thinking like they're not like these teenagers i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry yeah okay they can make choices okay but Mm. are they making the right choices think about that for a second like I'm going to be almost 40, and sometimes I'm like, did I make that right fucking choice? Like, and I'm going to be fucking 40, and I have a job, and I pay bills and taxes, and a driver's license, and I'm still like, mm, I probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> you know, uh, a 16-year-old? They don't know anything. They may not even be, you know. But they know nothing. But, like, if you see a pretty lady, and you're a 16-year-old, you're like, oh, I like that. Right. If you see like a handsome man and you're a 16 year old boy. Right. I'm a 16 year old boy. I see a handsome man. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm into that. OK, I like that. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same thing if you see a lady or vice versa. Like there's nothing wrong with that. You're going to think those things like what else do you need outside of that? Like what kind of. It's a free for all. They're, they're going to fuck what they want to fuck. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's that's it right there. If they're if they're a boy and they want to be a girl and they're attracted to boys, they're gonna have sex with boys, mm-hmm. right? Like, so what's the problem? Uh, there are so many problems; it's hard to even comprehend. But again, this the whole situation is just it's such a giant mess. And I do think that the Republicans are overplaying their hand across many fronts and. But at the same time, when I see this and like wanting to, you know, say, oh, well, you know, we the, the part that gets to me immediately is keeping things from your parent, from the parent of the child. It's like, hold on a second here. I don't think that's a good idea. If it's a counseling session where you're taking your child to a therapist, a licensed therapist, there are certain things they cannot tell you. OK, how they're feeling about you, how they're feeling. But like if there is self-harm uh, right. being discussed you will hear about it because it has to be there's has to be fucking addressed you know what i mean but Um, how many times have you've had conversations with people and like 
you don't want to repeat it to other people because it just doesn't need to be repeated. It's not your fair. place to repeat it. Yeah, that's that's fair. I I'm, I'm not disagreeing with right? you. Right. So like if a, if I was a teacher and a student came up to me and said, "Hey, you know, blase blase blah, whatever it is, I'm gay. I I you know, I like uh I'm a woman and I like other women. You know, I'm a girl. I like other girl. I'm not either of those things and I don't know what I like. Is it my place to repeat that information? Absolutely not. It's no. not my place to go and talk that shit. But you should also know as a person growing up that it's you can't always just have those kinds of conversations wherever the fuck you go mm -hmm. because it's not appropriate. And you have to learn who is it appropriate to speak certain things with and who isn't it. Right? Mm-hmm that's it that's how that's what you learn in life you don't just get to be blah all the time and everybody accepts it right because they don't accept it from me as you know a cis white woman i can't just go there it doesn't work the same way for me no no it doesn't there are times and places and people whom you have conversations with mm -hmm. and it's appropriate and that's also a learning fucking process and you're never going to learn it if you just get to go Bleh! all the time, people aren't going to like, you've got to take it down 25%. Like I said, mm -hmm. that, that's it. All right, cool. Um, I, if, what do you guys think? If you want to hit us up, let us know what you think. I'm curious to see what, uh, I'm sure that there are some outliers are <clears> like, <throat> well, actually, and I'm like, okay, here we fucking go. Well, actually, I don't, like if that's what you have to say, actually go actually fuck yourself. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Don't tell me shit. Okay. Don't tell Angel anything you can tell me. Yeah. Tell Jay and then Jay will tell me and I'll say, well, fuck that. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. But uh, that's, uh, oh, and one thing I just want to add before we depart, um, it is looking like more likely that um, we're having a rematch between Mr. Trump and Mr. Biden. Can't wait because that's the best that you dopey motherfuckers could do. And the battle for second place is between Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. So great. Um, more of the same. I bring you more of the same. Uh, dead heat, by the way, between Mr. Biden and uh, Lord Commander Donald Trump. Oh, and by the way, Spia, Lord Commander Alex Jones, the leader of the resistance, is back on Twitter. He has been released from his period in exile. Yay! The tweets have already started. Uh, Mr. Jones is back. Um, we love you, Alex. Missed you, buddy. Um, and uh, just get on there and check it out. Alex is just... Uh, I love Alex. Uh, you know what? He's done some fucked up shit, but I still love the guy. And um, I'm glad to see that <laughs> he's back in action on the main stage. Yeah. So uh, go check that out. But more of the same. Um, do you have anything else before we depart? Um, no, just bit shoot. And if you guys like the weird news portion of the last tail end of the... Uh, podcast if you actually listened until the very end and caught it um, just like we're doing now if you like the weird news let me know and um, I'm happy to put some things together and maybe put it in you know maybe a little bit at the beginning a little bit in the middle a little bit at the end maybe we can have like three little weird news clips um, to break up the more of the same all right I like weird news and yeah. the b-side folks on for the patreon they did get a bit of that so if you want to check that out, you can sign up for the Patreon, support the show. Thank you very much. Uh, but do subscribe to the BitChute. Appreciate you guys on there. 
like to thank uh, Fairly Decent Golf, our partner. Thank you so much, Bobby. Love you, buddy. Hope all is well. Uh, great dude. Check him out on Instagram and TikTok. That is Fairly Decent Golf. Big Cartel Store, where some of our merch is carried because Bobby loves us and we love him. Thank you very much. GorisNexus.com. I paint Aquarelle accents are happy accents. Ray Faba Fine Art and Design from the Great Lakes. Team Mandalore, who keeps cycling. Very weird. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you. But ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the conclusion of the show. As you can see, Christopher's not here, so I'm going to do my best to discuss the next thing, which is Christmas is coming. And like I said previously, if you want to do any coming on your own, okay, and have a good time, you got to smell good. Uh, nobody wants to be sat there at Christmas dinner, uh, enjoying the ham or the turkey or whatever it is that you've got in front of you. And then this disgusting smell wafts over to their nose like Pepe Le Pew stink and attacks your face because you smell like shit. Because you're using detergent and you're not doing a good job of listening to your soap and stinking up the joint. Please check out Akron Apothecary and shop Todd's Gay Soap. This is cold-pressed soap made from gay hands to your supple body parts like your ass, your tits, your fat folds, under boobs dung ditch all that good stuff todd's gay soap is medicine for your body it's good for the soul because if the soul's getting laid you're having a good time and having a merry christmas and you want christmas to come more than once a year you better buy todd's gay soap because todd's gay soap is soap for that ass and that's all we have to say about that we'll talk to you next week love you very much thank you everybody for um i I appreciate uh, some of the messages i've been getting And once again, for our stranger in the middle of nowhere, um, I hope Kazakhstan was beautiful. And we'll talk (laughs) to you soon. Take care and make sure that you wash your ass with Todd's Gay Soap. More of the same coming your way with a dash of something fucking else. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.